Crack that coconut. Who wants to open up? Welcome back to Crack That Coconut. This week we are joined by James Sendall and Damien Taluma, who are two field officers for Mates in Construction New Zealand. Mates is an evidence-based workplace suicide prevention model developed to reduce high suicide rates in the construction industry. Their peer-based support program takes a boots-on-the-ground approach to changing the conversation around mental health in male-dominated industries. James and Damien share how mental health impacted their lives and the roads that led them to dedicating their work to helping suicide prevention with mates. This episode covers topics of suicide, so please, if you need any help, reach out to 1737, which is the New Zealand National Helpline, or 131114 for Lifeline, which is for Australia. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode. It was really moving and powerful to hear their stories and so amazed by what Mates is doing. And yeah, I hope you all learn a lot from this episode. All right. Well, James, Damien, so excited to have you on the Crack That Coconut podcast. Um, Yeah, really keen to hear more about Mates and um, the work you guys are doing in uh, opening up more conversations about mental health and supporting people with their mental health. Um, I'd love to yeah, kick off with maybe James. Um, you can introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what you do and then we can hand over to Damien. Sorry, yeah. It's, uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you, Juliet, for giving us a platform to kind of share our message you know, and have a talk and introduce ourselves and talk about mates. It's, it's a real privilege to do so. So my name is James Edward Rapley Sender. I come from uh, Palmerston North, which is a small town uh, in the lower North Island. Um, very proud to be from there. Um, and I've, you know, I've pretty much been in the space of dealing with mental health and, and suicide from a very young age. Um, so it's quite a personal topic for me. And it's a very, again, a privilege to be working with a company such as Mates that is actively, um, you know, a, a, we're a boots on the ground organisation first and foremost, you know. Um, we're out there on, or trying to be on every side in New Zealand. It's our aim at the end of the day to be out there supporting our guys who are, you know, experiencing tough right now. You know, there's a lot of layers of uh, pressure within the industry, not only within the industry, within New Zealand itself too, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm absolutely happy to be here. I'm, both of us are field officers. Um, we work within the northwest region of Auckland. So we look out for everything from pretty much the bridge over to the North Shore and the bridge over to uh, West Auckland. And it's a great area full of um, yeah, great personalities. I think that's the part of the our favourite part of the job, eh, is there's so many amazing people that we get to meet, help and support as being field officers, you know. Um, I've been around um, with inmates since July of last year, um, which obviously, you know, when and during this pandemic time, that's mm-hmm. another pressure that's been laden upon our, our guys and girls out there in the field. Um, and it's been a very interesting time here at Mates because we're also growing very, very fast too, which is where my brother Damien came into the picture here about, what was it, six or seven weeks ago now? Yeah, man, six weeks I've been uh, with Mates. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, it's been a, a, a crazy experience because, um, you know, I've been in the uh, caring for others uh, business for about 18 years and for the last 10 years, um, more specifically in uh, coaching, player development, uh, personal training, and then uh, physical education. Um, and, you know, what, um, you know, 
drew me to um, mates in construction was uh, still helping others. And so that was a, a, a key um, selling point for me was I'm still continuing that uh, service to the community um, because we, we know, because, you know, that impact of uh, suicide, um, if we can prevent that uh, from happening to um, other families and friends, uh, then, you know, that's, um, you know, one less uh, uh, bit of hurt or grief uh, that needs to go or be shared with anyone in the world. So, you know, it's really important for us to get that message across um, in the industry, especially, um, yeah, it's, uh, and at the end of the day, like, I, I know that um, uh, it's, 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 you know, it fulfills uh, my purpose and um, my journey and um, just mm -hmm. helping helping others really so that's 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 why i get up in the morning um a little bit too early um sometimes because the is planning um gets in the way of that but you know i i get up in the morning i i go to uh these we go to these sites and we know um that uh you know getting that support out there's um, the most yeah. important thing for us it's a great sign to talk about the the work that you're doing at mates but before i sort of go into that maybe if you can give the listeners a bit of an overview what is mates how it kind of got started and, and what you're actually what you're doing as a field officer yeah, yeah for sure yeah yeah for sure so uh, mates in construction is a uh, a, a company that was is industry-based industry funded and research-based um around suicide prevention and mental health awareness within the construction industry so um originally it was actually founded in australia in 2008 and um, in New Zealand, a little bit newer, now only been around since 2019. Um, and this was due to the invitation of the industry and due to the sheer statistics, really. Um, in New Zealand, um, our suicide rate is extremely high. Um, and also our youth suicide rate is extremely high, too. And when we look at construction, specifically as an industry it, uh, within New Zealand, it's number one. So we're losing the most lives out of any industry in construction. So um, we've kind of been based out of Auckland, um the majority of our existence um since 2019 but in the last year we have received a small amount of government funding that's allowed us to expand into the south island which is incredibly important um, we're now got our team of field officers based out of christchurch uh dunedin and now wellington as well which is absolutely awesome you know to see us spread out there but a big part of that is um that i kind of mentioned right at the start is we are industry funded so we're brought in by the industry and we are funded majority by the industry by a variety of companies that kind of put their hand up and not only funded us to do what me and Damien do, get out there, um, deliver training, site talks, support for workers, um, even just, you know, site visits, you know, coming out to site and checking out on people and how they're doing. Um, these companies have not only helped us do that, but put their hands up, you know, and recognise a need for this change that needs to be made in this country, change those numbers, you know, and those statistics, you know. So when we started off in um, 2019, we had around 14 partners. Um, and since then, yeah, it's about three years now, I think, if I'm getting this correct, there's 132 now. Wow. So it's absolutely awesome and fantastic growth um, to see. Even in my short time, you know, eight months mm -hmm. here, mates, we've grown incredibly fast. And it's awesome to be able to do that and provide that support, you know, especially out in the South Island and Christchurch and even Wellington, because these are areas that are all being hit. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So in terms of what we offer um, as mates in construction to both our partners and the industry, uh, I'm going to kind of touch on that a little bit, is first and foremost is that training. Um, so training is kind of a very core part of our um, core part of our message and what we our service offering because as much as you know it would be awesome to have 30 or 40 of me and Damien at every single site, you know, like a like a fire extinguisher, you know, hung up in the wall, that'd be awesome. You know, you could break the glass and we could jump out and support you. Um, we don't quite have the technology to clone ourselves just yet. So we can go out and we do this training. And the first step is um, is awareness. So we run either a general awareness training or um, if numbers are a little bit lower or you know, so maybe it's a residential site, there's only four or five guys there at a time, we run what's called a mates awareness training. Now, these are to provide awareness around what the state of play in New Zealand looks like, you know, what those numbers that I kind of touched on before look like. Mm. You know, what is it? What does it look like, you know, within New Zealand and what does it look like within the industry? And what does it also look like when someone's not travelling to you know? What are what do those invitations look like? And we use that word because oftentimes within the mental health space we use the word signals or warning signs of someone's potentially, you know, at risk of taking their own life or at risk mm-hmm. of um, you know, um, of not travelling well. And we hear it mates use that word invitation because you know a warning sign simply put is something you stay away from me it's you know it's those yellow lines in a car park telling you you can't park here you know it's a flashing yellow light on the back of a forklift telling you to stay away you know an invitation for us here our mates is someone maybe even putting their hand up without even realizing it inviting you into their work you know mm. to ask them how they're going you know and that can be usually down to subtle changes in behaviours like that people notice over time, especially in these small groups that we see out on site. When we do these trainings, these four or five guy teams, they're going to notice, you know, if someone to the left or the right and is not doing too well. You know, and that's a key part of how we first introduced ourselves on the site. You know, we talk about our message, we deliver this training and start to build a strength and support onto every site that we can reach. Because then that way that uh, team can then support themselves. You now we train them up both through that awareness and into a second level, which is our, our connectors. So our connectors is our second level of training. It's four hours, you're done on work time, and it really delves deep into that idea of what an invitation looks like. You know, what does it look like when someone's not traveling too well? You know, how do I broach that conversation? Ask, you know, how are you okay? And also, how do I ask them you know, if they're potentially having suicidal thoughts? And if so, well, what do I do? You know, what, how can I then put them in contact with the support they need? That connector training covers that over four hours and it's absolutely awesome personal development training. Eh? Well, I think we can both attest for that. Um, and with having those connectors trained up on, you know, hopefully every single site that we reach, you know, we can have our message, you know, have our eyes and our ears out in every site in New Zealand. That'd be the goal. You know? yeah. yeah, as far as I'm aware, we're, we're the only physical and tangible support service mm. um, out there to uh, address mental health in the workplace. So we are the only people you know with boots on the ground um yeah. in yeah. front of front of these guys that are really struggling so when they see us on site um or in the office um you know they um it's we're not like a poster on the wall or a, a mm-hmm. phone number because we do have those services and <laughs> and their advertising is everywhere uh, in the workplace but um being there in front of them them seeing mm-hmm. us is um you know they're one step closer to reaching out for help um, mm. And that's 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 what, that's what you know that's that 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 is what it's about you know yeah. getting in front of it yeah yeah and so it sounds like you know before mates got started like 
was there much support for um, workers about mental health or was yeah. there a few instances like it obviously sounds like it was I mean yeah. mental health a very systemic issue everywhere but interested to hear kind of yeah what was the uh, initiator for for mates getting started oh 100 and then a lot of companies that we deal with or even that we don't often have EAPs or employee assistance programs. Yeah. Um, even in my previous jobs, we had those as well, where you can receive um, free sessions in terms of counselling. Mm. Um, that's absolutely awesome. Uh, we're not, I'm not knocking that away. And we often kind of point people towards those services as well when we're doing our, um, our training or people on site. But often I think the big barrier um, we see um, has been sort of um, that help-seeking behaviour that hasn't been generated on site or, or in terms of cultures on workplace now. Mm. We guys are very uh, be staunch and walk tall. That's very much the attitude, especially in construction. You know, it's a hard industry. Yeah. You know? Whilst there are services available, um, sometimes there's a few barriers in place before people can actually access them. Those barriers may be you know, personal, they could be you know, professional, it could even be stigma. You know, that's a huge one that we see. Guys not wanting to put their hand up, you know, <laughs> thinking, yeah. oh, I don't, don't, don't want to burden somebody else with my problems. You know, I, I may have. A billion things going on but you know i don't want to you know take half of these and burden someone else with them and that can sometimes stop somebody from getting in contact with the help that they actually need so when we do this training you know both awareness and connectors that's about breaking down those barriers getting those people that may be in help you know maybe need that help maybe you know they're really struggling to get in contact with those services to get back to where they need to be you know yeah yeah i think that's um so true what you're saying about uh interpreting invitations that you get or receive when someone obviously needs some help and knowing what to do about it and it is one of the questions I get a lot from listeners is you know if you notice something's wrong or if someone actually opens up about something like what is the best way to um to handle it and to support them and I think you were touching on that in in the training but I'd love to hear yeah, a little bit about some of the techniques that you use that you'd um, yeah give advice to some of my listeners. Oh, definitely. I mean, because we often, uh, we have an eye hunt number that is available to everyone in New Zealand and often those calls come through to us. You mm. know, that's that's sometimes a challenge for us to jump across where, where do we, you know, what service does this person access? And often that comes down to the person themselves. What, are, mm-hmm. you know, what sort of solution do they need? And that's why, we not only um, are in contact with a lot of services, we have our own case managers. Mm-hmm. You know? So these case managers are trained counsellors who can actually devise a solution for that specific person. Sometimes, and, and often, well, what I've seen is sometimes that person may just need a conversation, you know, especially in our, in our industry, there's a lot of pressures going on that sometimes you see them, you know, half an hour chat, that's all we might need. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the phone calls that we we, we provide uh, afterwards, um, after our trainings, um, on our um, uh, the forms uh, that our um, clients uh, and you know the people that we're talking to um, fill out, um, whether they want to receive that support and have that callback uh, from a field officer like myself or James, and a lot of the time uh, those conversations are uh, people just want to vent, and James has described this as the furnace, and throw it at us, and we're just really open to listening, but we're also listening out for any you know, verbal invitations and things that they might say and things that we might hear that that could um, uh, raise some red flags for us. Uh, but most of the time, 
a lot of people just want to want somebody to listen to them and you know it's it's 95 percent of those calls we're just listening and you know we can then you know talk about a plan for you know how to best support somebody that's that's struggling at that time taking that um first step is always the hardest in mm-hmm. seeking help uh, what we generally uh, ask our um people to do is to if they've noticed that someone else is struggling it's not just to uh, give them the service it's to support them and say hey i've i've, I've noticed this mm-hmm. i've noticed you um, doing this yeah. or acting yeah. like this like hey why don't i i if i was going through that i would um i would be struggling are you struggling and look mates they're a really great service so why don't we um, call them together. Why don't we do this together? Because you know it's, it takes up a lot of energy. Just wow. open up and take that first yeah. step. Um, and that's yeah. that. That's that's the whole part of our um, taking ten seconds of courage to mm-hmm. step into that person's space mm-hmm. and ask them, "Are they okay?" Yeah. Some of the time they they might be okay, yeah. and then the other no. times they they they're not, and they um, and then they will let you know. Uh, that they're not doing uh, too well, and that's that's when we want people to really uh, step into that space and, and uh, give them that support. Yeah, whatever that may look like. Eh? Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's so true, and I think the the hardest thing is yeah taking that first step or putting a hand up for support, and a lot of that is a lot of what prevents that is the stigma, and I think that's why it's so yep. important to have more conversations like these and to you know, do the work that you guys are doing with the 10 seconds of courage because, yeah, as soon as you break down that stigma, it becomes more accessible to call that number or to, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, have a conversation with a friend that, that's really needed. So, yeah, I'm excited to do a bit of that bit of that later. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to talk to you both a bit more about your own mental health journeys and how that may have influenced your decision to become a field officer with mates. So, yeah, who wants to go first? Yeah, <laughs> you look at me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, I, I've got uh, family members that uh, suffer from uh, mental health uh, issues, but I've I've lost a cousin just a little over a year ago to suicide. Uh, very close uh, cousin, and you know, looked up to him as a brother. And I always, you know, go back to thinking if I had the uh, skills and the tools of having that conversation that I've learned um, through the mates training, then I would have been able to, uh, I, I just wish I would be able to support, to have supported him if I had known that uh, he was struggling. And so I, I, that's what drives me is, is giving, you know, other people that knowledge and the skills of um knowing when somebody is struggling and how to help them out. And another thing, probably a personal experience, would be bullying in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's not, you know, specific to the construction industry alone. Bullying happens in every single workplace there is. And, you know, that played a toll on my mental health. And, you know, I was lucky enough to have this, the, the right support from uh, my family and, the relationships that I have to, you know, get me out of that negative space that I was in. And a lot of people don't have, some people don't have that support network around them. 
And so it just makes it even more important to um, get out there and support those people that are under a lot of you know, different pressures in the workplace or going through multiple uh, life events that could affect their well-being. And we all know that uh, many life events can affect somebody's um, positive uh, thinking. Relationship problems, that's big. I'm, I'm quite lucky that I, I have a 99% positive relationship. The only 1% downer is when I lose an argument. Uh, that, that rarely happens. But most of the time, look, it's, yeah, it's, I've lived that experience of what it, what it feels like to be in a dark place and unsupported. And I just want to ensure that others um, have that avenue or that, um, that support. And that's what drives me. And I, I called um, James the other day at Lighthouse um, because, you know, when he gets up there and, and he speaks, you know, he's, he's that Lighthouse and his message is, is that will help guide people uh, away from uh, the rocks, even if, you know, it's quite rough uh, for them in, in their vessel and in, in their journey. In terms of my issue, as I kind of mentioned right at the start, I, I was impacted at quite a young age. I lost my older brother, uh, Ben Tanangi Day, when I was 12 years old in 2006. Um, and that's kind of put permanently put me into the space of mental health and yes, suicide awareness. You know, a lot of times, well, in, in life often, we are sort of introduced to death at, at an age that is almost, I guess, I wouldn't say comfortable, but more understandable. And for me, at 12, it was something I couldn't really understand or to or cope with or even grieve for many years afterwards. And it also affected my family hugely, you know, which is something we're still I'm still dealing with now in terms of how this has affected us. But it made me incredibly aware of, of suffering and how especially as males, you know, my brother Ben was, oh man, he was he was the biggest guy I think I even knew often probably because I was quite small as well as a little kid. You know, looking up at this 130 kilo, you know, six foot four guy who on the rugby field was, you know, absolutely knocking guys over. But internally, he was suffering, suffering extremely hard and no one knew. So being aware of that at such a young age, you know, even coming to, you know, as I was going through my own struggles, being aware of suicide and being aware of my own mental health and being affected by this loss, you know, maybe aware often of others. And through every role I've been in, whether it be when I first started off working at bookstores in Palmerston North, and even as I was a I was a residential advisor in a hall of residence in 2017, it made me extremely aware of those who can be suffering, but it's not necessarily verbal. Yeah. Not all invitations are going to be people say putting their hand up and saying I need help. You know, oftentimes it can be those guys who are like myself or like Ben who are sitting at the back of class not putting their hand up. You know, and we often need to make that make that step ourselves and just take 10 seconds to potentially help someone on their journey. Because Ben didn't have that. You know? So if I can be there for any young guys going through any situation, whether it be in construction, whether it be in, within my family, whether it be within my friends, I want to do that because I want to save, you know, another family from potentially going through what my family went through, you know. And it can be just as easy as having that conversation. Yeah. Just as easy as having that conversation. Amen. What's going on in your world? Yeah, those words are like hate to a soul. We say it all the time. It's, it can yeah. absolutely lift you and leave you standing taller. Mm-hmm. You know, it can save a life. Mm-hmm. That's what, what I want to do. You know, save those lives any way we can. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's going to be 
get out and talk like the bro said, like we just want to be that lighthouse, you know. Mm. We look into these people's eyes as we talk. You can sometimes even see visually the gears turning. I see especially with the younger guys. Um, you know, you can see almost thinking, man, you're talking about me. Or I know a guy like that. Yeah, yeah. I can miss him. Yeah. I've seen that. Oh, you talk about these invitations, these examples. Man, I, I know that now. And that training can be absolutely pivotal. Mm. So we're, we're happy to do it, eh? We're happy to get those gears turning, to be that light shining, aren't they? That's the least we can do. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. You both um, yeah, incredible uh, people. And, and thank you so much for sharing sharing that um, with us, with me and my, my audience. And I think thank you and good on you for doing the work that you're doing because it's just so important. And, yeah, I think you can really, I mean, you already are making such an impact in people's lives. So, yeah, I'm, yeah that was really moving uh, so can uh just uh, yeah, yeah. Fun. um we don't we we have no problem sharing it in our so say okay it's, it's a big part of what we do is to put ourselves out there you know mm-hmm. to stand up and, and talk about what we've been through you know yeah as often you know as we've talked about stigma and those not want to put our hands up being vulnerable is also a big yeah. challenge within within you know within the industry that we work within and within our culture you know, yeah. when to stand up and be vulnerable, then we're not afraid to do that because they encourage those conversations that we need to have. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're happy and thankful for you letting us share our narratives. You know? <laughs> it's- yeah. Well, as you said, I love the lighthouse analogy because it's exactly, <laughs> thanks, yeah. Damien. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's so true. It's like you hear, you hear someone else opening up about their experience and it just creates a space for you to, oh, yeah. I'm understand just, something that's going uh, on in your life or you know the the light switches on you like yeah about something else oh 100 oftentimes when 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 you can be in a, in a dark space or be in not traveling well those pressures of the world are, are weighing down heavy you can often think that it's, it's only us going through that, that individual singular experience at that time and mm. to hear others talk about you know what they've gone through it often you can be it's very relatable you know oh man like I said, that's me, you know. All those yeah. examples we're going to talk about, all right, that can bring you out of that hole. So we've had people uh, stand up in our presentations and our trainings and uh, walk out. Yeah. And and that's yeah. uh, part of our safety uh, when presenting. We're always presenting uh, in pairs just to uh, be there for that person that mm-hmm. can't be in that room or in that space anymore because that emotion is just overwhelming. So... I would follow that person and then have that conversation uh, and ask them, are they all right? Because they've just walked out of the training mm-hmm. and we need to, yeah. um, you know, find out where, that, where they are. Maybe that hit home. Maybe those, um, what we talk about, the statistics or those examples, maybe those are hitting extremely hard home. Mm-hmm. And that person actually maybe needs support and they don't even know it. Yeah, exactly. And even even ourselves delivering sometimes, that's why we travel in PSA because... Sometimes it's quite impactful to love this training on ourselves. Yeah, and being have been we have been impacted previously. Yeah. We have a diverse um, group yeah. Yeah. that deliver to you know uh, a range of um, ethnicities yeah. and peoples, and you know when they see a, a massive Maori or Pacifica uh, man, you know, saying mm. it's not weak to speak uh, yeah. you know yeah. and these guys are and 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 they're delivering from the heart 
and they're saying it's okay to open up, mm. then it automatically drops their <laughs> that guard, their guard <laughs> and they're like, Thank you both for, for sharing that. And I think, um, yeah, I'd love to, like, obviously the work that you're doing is um, so important and I'm so excited to see Mates continue to grow. And speaking of, so I came across Mates because of the 10 Seconds of Courage awesome. campaign that you're running. Well, because sometimes it can be hard to ask that question. Mm. You know? be very extremely hard to, to bridge that gap so we're just showing you know showing these things like maybe getting my hair cut like eating a ice cream full of tabasco that's that's those sort of stuff's way harder you know all these things are way harder than just taking 10 seconds to prepare yourself to take a step into somebody else's world and just ask that question you know mm. hey you know hey i've noticed you know usually you're cool calm and collected but recently you've been really angry at, at everything what's going on are you all good are you okay what's going on in your world that's all we ask, hey. So showing these things are sort of a, a juxtaposition, you know. All these things are a lot harder. Mm. So let's ask that question. Let's get that conversation started. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And so um amazed by the work you guys are doing and for, yeah, being so vulnerable and sharing your stories. I think it's, yeah, as, as we said, a lighthouse is like the most important the best way to shine a light and, and to open, allow other people to open up about their own experiences. So thank you so much for, for coming on the Crack That Coconut podcast. And it was just great. Thank to, you for having us. Yeah. <laughs> loved your energy. And yeah, I hope you have an awesome day. Yeah, thank you. Julia. Thank you. Thanks, Eddie. Cheers. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, share it with a friend who you think it might be useful for. Um, and if you want to support Crack That Coconut, please leave us a review on Spotify or Apple. Um, or you can also uh, contact me on Instagram at Crack That Coconut if you want to um, give you some feedback or are interested in coming on an episode or want to request a certain episode. Um, would love to hear from you and if you also want to open up more meaningful conversations like these with your family and friends then we have our conversational card game which is available via our instagram and website so check that out